This is the Pathways to Greatness podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Forrester. In today's episode, I have the privilege to speak with Coach Balin Trujillo, and he is a husband, a father, a Christ follower, a coach, a quarterback developer. He's the owner and founder of Be True Quarterback Training. And we have a really good conversation, and it's specific to what he does, and that's coaching and developing quarterbacks into elite versions of themselves. <clears throat> and that'll make sense when you listen to the episode, because you you determine your definition of elite, you determine your definition of greatness, and he shares that his definition of greatness is achieving things within yourself to be better. It's to go the extra mile. It's to maximize your potential. And the way you do that is through consistency of little things daily. You need to learn and study. You need to analyze. You need to invest in yourself. And this one really stood out to me is take advantage of the people who are available to you. So many times we have people that say, give me a call if you need anything. Reach out. But do we? And he talks through that and talks about how few people actually do that. And that is a critical component of you finding your pathway to greatness. So ladies and gentlemen, Balin Trujillo. What if you were able to collapse time on learning all the valuable success life skills that you've learned over the past 10, 20, 30 years. Well, at Highlight Coaching and Consulting, that's exactly what we do. We focus on coaching teens and young adults the valuable success life skills that we've all had to figure out over decades of our life. Our mission statement at Highlight is, it's our mission to equip youth with an undeniable sense of clarity and direction that inspires a lifetime of confidence, resilience, and continuous improvement. We offer in-person and virtual options to our one-on-one private coaching, as well as group coaching. And after working with a coach from Highlight, our clients have a better understanding of their mission, their vision, their values for their life, and a higher proficiency in the skills of time, task, and distraction managements, just to name a few. So the other thing that's great about Highlight is we have multiple coaches that you and your young person can choose from because a connection is so important and building trust is where it all begins. So if you're looking to help your teen and your young adult get further in life a lot faster, reach out to Highlight Coaching and Consulting today. The information is in the show notes below. Okay, everybody, today I am honored to have Balin Trujillo. He is a nationally renowned uh, quarterback trainer, and he's fortunately in the Central Florida area. Not that my son's a quarterback, but he's a lineman. But anyways, <laughs> he's somebody that um, is highly respected. And I first learned about you last year. Um, my son, Deuce, he used to go to Bailey Grainer, and they had oh, yeah. a big you had your big camp at Masters Academy. And so Bailey yep. had his little side of linemen and you had your big um, center conversation and presentation. And I was thoroughly impressed 
by that. So I've been following you ever since. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's uh, like I said, I've been doing this for about 10 years now in the quarterback training business. Um, hold on one second. Yeah. Yeah, so I've been doing the quarterback training business for about 10 years now. Started back in uh, 2015 in January. and I've uh, just been blessed, man, through this process of being a trainer and meeting and networking other coaches and trainers and building my brand, really, which is, as you see, is V2 quarterback training. And uh, it's really my name, Balin Trujillo, shortened down. But, um, man, I've just been truly blessed, man, to really uh, impact athletes all across the country and, again, meet new people and new uh, trainers and coaches and um, and just and just expand the brand and, and try to make impact in kids' lives. And that's what I'm about. And I knew I had a purpose in life. And other than giving my life to Christ, I think, you know, he's given me a platform to really reach out to kids. And it's something that I never really had growing up as a kid and playing quarterback myself. You know, my whole thing and my whole business really stems from the feeling that I got when I got to University of South Florida. You know, I was recruited by them and um, and I went there. And when I got there, the quarterback coach threw me up on the board and said, you know, write a couple of different coverages and, and different schemes to beat it. And I had no idea what he was talking about. You know, in high school as a recruit, all I knew really is have a strong arm and, uh, and I was going to get recruited. And by God's grace, I had several offers and scholarships, but you know, I, I didn't know what, what more entailed to that position because I never was taught that, you know, my dad plays safety in college. So he did the best he could to train me as a kid growing up playing quarterback. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I, I wasn't prepared. So I remember how I felt and I'm like, you know, if I ever have the opportunity to reach out to kids, I'll want to, I want to make sure that they never feel the way I felt when I first got on campus. Cause again, I thought I was, I was the big shot. until I was put on the board in front of the other quarterbacks. So there's still lots of learning in this position and I'm learning every day. I'm, I'm no guru in any sense. You know, people say that, but I, I, I'm always learning and I'm always trying to get better, but at the end of the day, I want to pour into these kids and make sure that whenever they get the opportunity to play college ball, that they don't feel that way and that they're ready and, and prepared to compete. And I hope everybody heard the mission that you said that you're on, because it's one that's passionate to me. I work with teens and young adults as well, is the fact that you want to help people where you once were. And if more people took that attitude, this world would be a much, much better place. Yeah, I totally agree with you, man. Um, okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Before I feel we like get a lot into of people are selfish, you know. Yes. No, I just feel like people are a lot of selfish, and it's at the end of the day, it's not about us; it's about everyone else, you know. And um, and trying to be where your feet are at, and wherever you are at, and make an impact in that moment uh, for that moment to become a memory for a kid and uh, for people around you. So I just I feel like people need to start, you know, being you know self-centered and and start being selfless, you know. So that's what it's about. Yeah, I heard a, a phrase one day, and I think it was by. Erwin McManus, he's a, a big time pastor. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he talked about being not just consumers in the world, but contributors back. And Love we that. have a tendency to just want to consume, consume. And what is the world going to give me? It's more important of what can we give back? Exactly. So right, Jesus before, would do. Yeah. Well, before we get into the nitty gritty, one <laughs> of the things I like to do is play Would You Rather. Okay. So would you rather freeze time or go back in time? Honestly, I'd rather go back in time. Okay, why so? Uh, just because, you know, the knowledge that I know now, if I knew if I knew what I knew now back then, I think there some things could have changed differently. You know, I think my biggest regret in life is, you know, as for an athlete's standpoint, and I hope people listen to this, is is 
ignoring my dad's instruction. And my dad played college football at UCF. And I know he, he knew what it take to live that lifestyle. And he tried his best to really pour into me at a young age in sports, whether it was football, basketball, or baseball, and really, really just was hard on me as far as like working out and, and making sure I eat right and, and always doing the little things right. And I ignored it. And I thought, you know, you're just my dad. You're just, you know, you're just telling me what I, you know, things that dads would normally tell their sons, but I didn't really realize like he was really wanting me to be the best I could be. And so I tell kids now, it's funny as a trainer, these kids will listen to me rather than their own parents, but we're speaking the same language. So it's like, it's the saddest thing and it's reality because I went through it and I wish I can go back in time and really dive into what my dad was saying and really take it and not really reject it, but actually accept it and start going in that direction. And I mean, you know, by God's grace, I was still able to play college football and professionally and now train athletes. But if I really dove into what he was saying, who knows honestly where I would have ended up, but, you know, I could have been still playing now and maybe on the highest stage. So um, I just, like I said, I, I really wish I can go back in time and change that, that aspect of my mindset of, of being, you know, all in present with my parents and my dad, especially as, a, as he was developing me and, and obviously working me out and training me. And that's so important, Balin. And, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because I also feel like as adults, many times we ignore mentorship. We don't yes. seek other people who are further along. And it doesn't mean in just an age alone, but in profession, could be age, could be parenting, of seeking their advice and then listening to it. A lot of times I see people and me included is we'll ask for help, but then we won't want to do it because we feel like we know better. Like, well, that's not going to work for me. Exactly. And that's where I go back, back to when people say, Oh, the quarterback guru. And I, no, I'm not. I'm always learning. I'm always trying to get better. I don't, I don't ever want to be considered that, you know, I'm always trying to pour into my knowledge from other people and, and take ideas and, and obviously share some ideas as well to, to hopefully grow other people in their business and stuff like that in the same industry as me. But um, I'm always about learning. I'm always about, you know, networking and stuff like that. So again, that, that selfless mentality, I love that about, you know, my business. And it's unfortunate that there are people out there that are about themselves and, and are in it for the wrong reasons. But, you know, I, they, they have to answer to God at the end of the day. I'm just living through his purpose in my life. Amen. All right. Would you rather live without music or TV? Music. Okay. I have to watch. I have to watch football. I mean, there's uh, sports, whether it's NBA, NFL, college football. I can't live without that. And and if you really think about it, you can go deeper. You can listen to music through your TV. So, um, you know, we, we could play that game. But yeah, I can't live without the TV. As far as sports is related, other than other than that, I, I can care less about TV shows. Yep, I'm with you on that one. All right. So, um, would you rather run in the morning or in the afternoon? Yeah, so I'm actually currently on a challenge myself. Um, I've I've challenged myself to run every single day this year. I'm on day 300, I believe, 47 today on my run. Uh, that means every single day this entire year I have ran, and my goal is 1,023 miles. And right now I'm, at, I believe, at 960. So I'm still on pace uh, by December 31st. I run a 5K every day, which I do, um, which I love. So at the, uh, to be honest with you, I love to run at night, um, to be honest with you. Do you, you hear me? Yep. I, I still got you. There yep. Yeah. So I like to run at night, uh, to be honest with you. So, um, you know, a lot, a lot of people run, like to run in the mornings, but man, when it's dark and it's, it's peaceful, um, and you feel kind of like a cooler breeze, you don't sweat as much. Um, that's when I usually do it. So I'm on my current runs. Now I run between 11 and midnight just to knock out one day and then I'll get the next day done. So I like to, <laughs> like to do that deal. Yeah. I'm almost there. 
Yeah, I had to ask that question because if you follow, and I will give out all your social, you follow yeah. your stories, you'll have sometimes it's during the day and sometimes at night. So that's why I thought yeah. that question would be interesting to find out because runners do have their groove of when they like to do it best. Yeah, no, definitely at night. No, I'm talking late at night. So Yeah. Okay. So the last one's a fun one. Would you rather have pizza or tacos? Uh, that's a good one. I like both. Um, I'd probably say pizza. I think uh, I know a lot of people like Mexican and I feel like, you know, that's always the traditional uh, answer, but pizza is so simple. You know, I just, it's easy to make and it tastes really good. Do you have particular toppings that you are your go-to? Yeah. Just pepperoni and cheese, man. Keep it light. Keep it simple. Okay. Awesome. Well, Balin, I know that I'll be bringing people into hopefully the network that don't know me and haven't listened to the show, but are drawn to hear your story. So to give everybody and give you a background of the pathways to greatness, I started this podcast at the beginning of the year because I'm so interested in learning from other people. And I want to express to people that everybody has a different definition of greatness. And more importantly, everybody has a different pathway to get there and there's pathways throughout and it is not linear by any means it's ups and downs twists and turns and ultimately by bringing stories like yours and getting wisdom from you i just want to encourage people to not quit i want them to keep going and strive for their definition of greatness so with that being said how would you define greatness man that's good that's a good question um i would say Defining greatness is um, is honestly wow. That's a, that's a really impactful question because you can go in many different directions in this question. Because greatness for every everyone looks different. You know, um, are you great in your home? Are you great in your your sports? Are you giving your all in in your areas of your life to make you great? Um, I even think through failure, you still can be great, right? So um, I just I believe great greatness is just achieving achieving things within yourself that make you be a better person. So whether that's, again, striving to be the best athlete, you're going to work out every day. You're going to answer yourself in the mirror every day. Hey, am I getting better? Okay. Yes, you are. So now you're achieving greatness. Or if you're, are you, or is your goal to be a better husband? Are you spending more time with your wife? Are you taking her out? Are you making her feel appreciated? Are you doing the little things around the house? And then you're achieving greatness. Are you studying the extra homework? Are you doing the extra X, Y, Z to be great in school? And you're getting A's now you're achieving greatness. I think it's just, again, maximizing your full potential and, and, and trying to go the extra mile beyond what you probably can comprehend, but doing the little things the right way consistently and no matter what you're trying to do, and you'll achieve greatness. And again, sometimes you'll fail, but or if you still got better throughout the, the, that time in your life or whenever you did not succeed, are you still achieving greatness? And I just believe that, again, everybody can achieve greatness through through wins or losses. The- Fantastic definition. And it's been great to hear all the different ones this year that it all comes back to knowing yourself, pushing yourself, going beyond. So as a, as a trainer of athletes, and a lot of them are top tier athletes, walk us through, because I know that the, the average non-athlete, we'll just call them average or the non-athlete person sometimes struggle with finding how to go the extra mile and how to maximize their potential. So Walk us through some of the the tactics and strategies you take within yourself and with others to find that extra mile and and maximize their potential. 
Yeah, man. So again, it goes back to networking and it goes back to, you know, the relationship piece. So, you know, in order to maximize yourself, you know, there's little things that you can do. Like, for instance, I tell my quarterbacks that I train, you know, go home and do 100 sit-ups and 100 push-ups every single day. That's natural strength, right? You don't need a weight room for that. You can do that every single day and you can go further. You can go uh, more than 100, but that's just, you know, my, my goal for these guys every single day throughout the entire year. So those are little things to maximize your your, your potential in the strength department and, and just being naturally, you know, strong because you're doing your push-ups and sit-ups. Uh, obviously, another one is we just talked about running, right? So I also encourage my quarterbacks to run a mile every day. Now you're getting your cardio up, right? So every single day, whether you practice or not, just go knock out a mile around your neighborhood. Just do something that's going to better your cardio um, throughout the year. And then, you know, there, we have access to social media. We have access to YouTube and, and all that. And you can look up, you know, little things like, hey, how do you, how do I fundamentally be better at the quarterback position? How, uh, what coverages uh, can I look at? And how can I, you know, break down defenses? And I actually have like an eight-week course on the entire IQ game of, uh, of playing the quarterback position. So then there's strategic ways on how to watch film as a quarterback or as a fan, right? So now I'm teaching you how to break down films. So now it's helping your mindset to know, Hey, how can I beat this coverage or where's my weakness or what defensive front are they running or how is the safety's roles on certain downs and distance and so stuff like that. You know, the little details of that, that you can do outside of just training on the field. And then obviously the training aspect, you know, making sure finding out ways, strategic ways. Like I, I have different locations every, every day of the week of training. So these kids have opportunities to come see me. So now there's no excuse not to see me. So I'm going to, one day I might be in this location. Next day I might be in this location. So I'm, I'm circling myself around the entire Orlando area giving everybody an opportunity to, hey, if I don't have a ride to go this far or whatever, you have the opportunities. But at the end of the day, I'm also a phone call away, right? So kids can call me anytime. And, and it's, it's crazy because I train literally alone in Central Florida, over 175 quarterbacks just right now alone in Central Florida. And maybe I could tell you on a handful, maybe six or seven of those 175 kids, and it's probably more than that now, call me right so i'm i have you free access to me at any time but you know seven of those guys that have 170 plus are actually calling me and actually asking for information on how to get better at certain things in their game other than what they see on the field and guess what five of those seven guys have power five offers so th those are the guys i'm going to invest in and then it goes back to the networking piece you know i have i've been blessed enough to meet a bunch of coaches all across the country and i've I've, you know, worked several camps on college campuses and I've done the elite 11 stuff and I've, you know, networked through all this and, you know, I'm going to fight for those that I know are ready to take it to the next step. Yeah. So I, again, I've been blessed to meet a bunch of coaches all across the country. And so through that, my networking, that's how I'm also to elevate these kids and get offers and stuff like that. But Again, the people that use their resources the right way outside of just what they see on a normal basis from face to face, I feel like those are the ones that can achieve, obviously, their greatness or achieve what they want to do and, and play in the next level. So using your resources, I think, is the number one key. And, and whether that, again, that's using yourself, doing accountability, stuff like running your miles or your push-ups, your sit-ups every night or going on YouTube and finding time to break down film on your huddle or working on your craft in the mirror or whatever that looks like. And then obviously the training aspect and then using your networks like your trainers or your coaches and reaching out and making sure you're staying on top of your stuff, maybe figuring out what workouts work best for you at home or in the weight room and then doing those things on a consistent basis. And if you do those, chances are you're probably going to end up where you want to go.
again, I hope, and if you need to rewind it and go back and hear what coach had to say, I encourage you to do so. What I heard you say is consistency. It's doing little things daily. They add up. It's all called momentum. And you find your extra mile by doing little things where you're doing a hundred pushups a day, or you're calling a hundred people a day. If you're in sales at some point, the hundred feels easy. And then you're able to find 125. You're able to push do 125 pushups. The mile gets faster and faster. If you're consistently doing it. The other thing that, that I really liked what you said is learn and study is we have so many free resources available to us that again, if you're, if you're a quarterback or you're, you know, doing something else in your profession, YouTube is full of thousands of hours of free content that you can learn from. The other thing that I really want people to hear is take advantage of the people that are available to you. I mean, the fact, it doesn't surprise me that only seven or eight of your quarterbacks out of the 175 actually call you. And it just shows that level of commitment, that level of interest and desire. It doesn't mean the other ones aren't as good. It just means that there's a different level. And now if you're not taking advantage of those things at the end of the day, you don't reach your goal. That's something you have to look at yourself in the mirror and realize, like you said, is when you're an adult and you go back and you know what coach Balin was there for me the whole time. And I never took advantage of the phone call. Yep. And so think think about in your life today, what are the things that you're leaving on the table that if you looked back, that you'd be dissatisfied that you didn't. The other thing that I liked you said was analyze and then invest in yourself. It just all comes back to, you can be selfless by being selfish and focusing on yourself and building up on yourself. When you see, I guess, quarterbacks struggle, what are some of the, the, the mental challenges that they encounter that probably are plaguing the non-athlete every day? Yeah, so I think a lot of times um, quarterbacks, they, <clears throat> they're me- so a lot of my guys, most of them are emotional and you can't be in this position. So, you know, when they make a bad throw or they go through a bad game and they're calling me and they're upset or they're crying or, you know, they're just beating on themselves, that's restricting them from actually achieving what they really want to do. And you have to have a short memory in this game, especially the quarterback position. So, you know, my goal is to make sure my trainings are so hard to the fact that these games are easy. And you'll start to see the the guys that are consistent in my training are actually performing at high levels and achieving what they want to do because the game is so much easier than what I'm putting them through in an hour training session. And I'm throwing everything at them. But here's the thing. It's so hard to the point where a lot of kids are mentally, they break down. They don't know how to handle that because they've never, they're not pushed that hard. And this position, you can't take lightly. And I treat it like that. You can't because you can get seriously hurt in this business and you're the target every single play. So you ha- you better know what you're doing. So whenever I see a kid get down on themselves or getting upset because they're not throwing a perfect spiral or they're not making the right, you know, movement in the pocket or outside the pocket on or off platform, you know, I'm, I'm there to make sure I, I let them know like, hey, I'm making this tough so that it, you don't have these issues in the game, but I need you to control your emotions because if this does happen in the game, you have to learn to, you can't, like you just said, do freeze time or take back the past. Chances are a lot of us are going to say, you know, take, you know, do things differently in the past, but you can't. 
So you have to move forward. And I have to make sure these kids understand your next throw is the one that matters, not the one you just messed up on. But that next one is the one that can be a difference maker. So you have to have that mentality, whether that's on or off the field, like, hey, I might have messed up, but I got to move forward because I know the right answer. I know what the right decision or the right thing to do. Now you got to press forward and do those things and not dwindle on the things that you've done in the past. And again, that's it goes back to your Christian faith and my Christian faith. Like that also works in your, you know, hey, you know, God, God has a plan for us, but we can't keep rehashing the past and, and maybe some mistakes that we made because we were ignorant or we were in our childish ways that we need to forgive ourselves and ask for forgiveness so that we can be cleansed of that to move forward. And that's the same thing that goes into sports. You have to forget what you just did mistake. And now you have the opportunity, your next play to say, Hey, this is my way of going forward from this and not going backwards and stay, still living in that place of, of regret or, or, of, you know, you know, whatever defeat or, you know, just disappointment, right. You got to go forward. And that's just like your Christian faith. You got to go forward. You know, you, you acknowledge, you move forward. You don't acknowledge and stay there and then try to, you know, dwindle. And you can't, you got to go forward. When you were given that description, I kept thinking of a father and a mother in the family. They're the quarterbacks of the family. And like you said, yeah. is it's that it, not everything's going to be perfect. Comparison is the thief of joy. And 100%. So, so many people, and I'm sure at the quarterback position, and I know as, as a human, we're plagued with comparing our performance on a daily basis to yeah. someone else. Yeah. And that's, that is also the biggest struggle for me um, because I'm going to be honest with you. And I just mentioned it. I train a lot of athletes and I got about six or seven guys right now on the same exact classification getting big, big time offers. We're talking massive offers in the 26 class. And I'm starting to see, parents start to compare their son to this kid and that kid. And then now then they're trying to get me involved because I'm the middleman and I'm the one honestly getting these offers for these kids and building the network. But I know from a trainer standpoint, what some of these coaches are looking for. Not every quarterback is the same. Not every scheme is the same. Not every quarterback coach uh, recruits the same. So you have one kid that might get a Miami offer but then this other kid is just as you know good or has eight offers but won't get the Miami offer because they're not Miami's not looking for that style of quarterback that wants the Miami offer. But then that same kid will get like an Ole Miss offer, but this kid won't get an Ole Miss offer. Like, and the worst thing they do is to say, "Hey, this kid is offered, so why don't I have an offer?" And it's it's the worst thing that these these kids do. And it, my job as a trainer, which is hard, is to tell these kids, "Hey, like." You need to worry about yourself. You need to put yourself in position to keep continue getting better. Let me handle the rest of it, but stop comparing because you're just going to continue to think that one, you're probably not good enough, which is not the truth. Or two, you think that this kid's better than you, which is still not the truth. What you need to do is worry about how what, what you're doing that's going to help you promote yourself to get you in that position to maybe earn that offer that you want or whatever. But at the end of the day, the worst thing that these kids do, and I see it all the time, especially on social media, is compare themselves. It's the worst. And everybody's still set is different. Everybody is not a Division One athlete. I know what that looks like. And these kids have to understand, and these parents specifically, because I think they're the ones that are really the ones that are freaking out. Uh, just just focus where your feet are at. Get better at you know the people in your circle at that moment, not worry about everybody else, because everybody's journey is different. And then let the, you know, let the chips fall where they may. But it's it's tough as a trainer. I think that's my biggest thing right now is to make sure all these kids are happy. But at the end of the day, like, I'm also a realist. And I'm also going to say, look, you're not Florida State material. You're not going to Miami. You're not 
Ohio State. That's just the reality of it. You're not. So just to let these kids know up front, and I think that's also what separates myself from a lot of these guys that train, is I'm, I'm going to be honest. I have those honest conversations, and I'm not scared of them because at the end of the day, it's it, what do I look like as a trainer to say, hey, I can make you into an Ohio State quarterback, but deep down knowing you'll never get that opportunity because you're either too small or you don't, your arm's not big enough, you know, and stuff like that. So I'm going to, I tell parents up front, Hey, this is the, this is where I can see them going. They're an NAI kid. There are a D three kid or a D two kid, you know, just to let them know up front, like that's where I'm going in the recruiting. I'm not going to sit here and say, Hey, I'm going to train you and you're going to become a division one athlete. I hope all my guys go division one, but I know the reality of it. It's not going to happen. So I'm a realist in that aspect. But again, the end of the day, these kids, if they start comparing themselves, that's when it can kind of get a little, a little twisted. But I, 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 I think I do a good job of it. I think I'm very honest, which I think is the best way to handle those situations. But I just know that these kids, they need to start focusing on themselves and stop really pointing the finger and say, "Why do they have that and I don't?" Well, there's a reason for that, and there's in, and, and probably because you're not working hard enough, or you're not using your resources better, or you're just, you're just not cut for that yet. But at the end of the day, the worst thing that these kids do in these parents is comparison. You you hit it. Holy smokes. If we were in church, I'd stand up and give you an amen. <laughs> because it's it's a lesson, A, that I need to hear, that everybody needs to hear, because it's important to understand is with social media and with all the things that we're just getting bombarded with every single day, is you have to put your ego in check. I had an old boss yeah. that shared one time is, there's a guy in Texas that became a millionaire minding his own business because he just, he stayed within his business and he was able to be successful. And what we have to get these young people to understand is that free school is free school. Getting a chance to play college athletics is not something that every high school athlete gets to do. You know that. And the percentages are so low. And if you just get a chance to play, now the way the, the league's going, the transfer portal's going is yep. show up where you're at, give every single rep 100% because you never know when that next opportunity is going to become available. Yeah, I'm about D-free, not D-1 or D-3. I'm about D-free. So I, I, that's exactly – again, my goal is for every kid. I tell the parents all the time, so with me. Sorry, but I got a little passionate there. No. <laughs> so. So my goal, again, every kid that I train, my goal is to get them to college. That's that's number one. And I tell them up front, if, especially the young guys, if I get them early, like 12 or 10, like I know I can develop them and what I want. Now, the things I can't control is their height, their weight, you know, their, their stuff like that, that's genetic-based, right? And again, that's another thing that I can preach, you know, control what you can control. You can control if you work out. You can control if you train. You can control if you eat good. You can control if you perform well, right? Those are things you can control. The things you can't control is your height, your weight. Now, sometimes, obviously, if you sleep eight hours a day, that's where you grow. But at the end of the day, genetics is genetics. So you got to use what's, what you have that God's given you to the best of your ability to put yourself in a position to ultimately live out your dreams. And again, that might be your NAIA, your JUCO, your D3, D2, whatever, whatever level that is. At the end of the day, the goal is to play college football because, like you just mentioned, less than 3% of any athlete across America, not just the city, the entire country you're talking about gets to play at the next level, which is all those different levels of college football. If you're able to put a helmet on past high school, <laughs> you've made literally 3%. Sorry, this is a little bell. Yeah. 
Yep, good. Yeah, so we're, I forgot. You were talking about controlling about. what you can control. Yeah, so again, just the, 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 that's, that's, that's the main thing. So at the end of the day, you can control all those factors, but my goal is for those guys to get to college, and, and whether it's any level, that's what matters. But again, everybody's so caught up on, on one thing, our Division One, Division One, but that's, that's a whole different tier of athlete, and that's, again, a lot of that stuff is obviously work ethic and performance, but genetics, too, when you're 6'4", 205, you know, you're probably going to get looked whether you're 5'7". Like, let, let's be realistic, especially at the quarterback position. So a lot of these kids got to be realistic as well. But at the end of the day, you can control what you can control. And, and that's how you, you know, you operate yourself to, towards your greatness, right? Yeah. So, Coach, I want to be very respectful of your time. So the last question that I had is, why do you feel like people should invest in a coach? Yeah, well, they should invest in the coach because at the end of the day, parents and, and students, they can't do it alone. There's no way, you know, and, and I see it now with that, me being the middleman of a lot of these conversations with coaches, you know, these kids have no access to these trainers. I'm going to be honest with you. There's some head coaches here in Orlando that deal with my quarterbacks that are still old school. They don't reply to emails. They don't know social media. They don't know. They don't even know how to contact these coaches unless they come on their campus. So for me, you know, with that network and building the network, it's very important that these guys go get trainers or coaches because we are the people that have the access to these coaches anytime. A, a college quarterback coach can call me anytime at any moment about a kid. But if they do that at a high school, remember, a high school coach has to, has to worry about 120 players. I got to worry about one, whatever one that they want. So that they come to these trainers now and they rely on these guys because now, obviously, I'm the one working with them, developing these guys. So it's very important. But that's just for me. But for any athlete, it's very important. And again, a lot of these guys need a role model. Some of these guys need to understand the game. A lot of parents don't know it. They're they're kind of ignorant of the fact that, you know, this game has evolved every year. And if, if you're not a person who's solely invested in this sport that you're playing, you know, it could be any sport, you know, you're going to fall way behind. So my goal as a trainer is I'm always learning, right? I just told you that I'm not a guru. I'm, I'm learning every day. The game's always evolving. And, and so with the information I keep continuously getting, I'm now pouring into the kids. Parents, they don't know how to get that information because they're not in these conversations they don't have the networks that a lot of trainers and coaches have so it's very important these kids get that and that and that way their opportunities just go a little a little bit more bigger than just being you know obviously under the care of your parents but at the end of the day i know parents do want to invest for their kids and they love them more than i'll ever love any of these kids that i train and i love all of them but that that love is deeper which goes back to my first point about you know listening to your parents you know again if they're saying something they want what's best for you not what's that what's worse for you so make sure you listen to them um, but it is important to have a coach and also that coach can be a role model and a, obviously a mentor for these kids. We know what a lot of coaches know what these athletes go through. I mean, that living in division one life and in a college life, when I went to the Weber, it, it, it's a lot. And it, it can mentally, you know, it can, it, like I said, it, it can really mess you up. And if you're not used to, especially with social media these days, you know, you're not used to playing in front of 80,000 fans and you do something wrong and you go on Twitter and you see that, which you're probably not getting that until you get to college, it can really put you in a depressed state, you know, and and everybody's watching you. So, and a lot of parents don't understand that. So when you have a coach that's lived and played in that environment, we're able to say, hey man, cut off social media, or hey man, this is how you 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 attack this, or this is what you ignore, this is what you, you know, listen to, you know, stuff like that. We're able to relate to them in a, in a whole different, you know, way. And, and coach them through those things. So 
there's a lot of pluses and, and, and I think a lot of benefits to have a coach that, you know, athletes can rely on. And at the end of the day, like I just told you, out of 170 plus quarterbacks, seven of those guys called me on a consistent basis. And guess what? All those guys are playing high level football and are going to, you know, and that's just, again, the kids I train now. That's not including the other 35 kids I have in college ready. They've already done that. I'm talking about the guys now that still have opportunities to get offers and stuff like that. I have literally only seven guys that call me and, and talk about life and talk about, you know, decisions that they want to do. And, and, you know, the girls that they're interested in, like they, they, they open up to me. They, they, and a lot of times kids aren't, aren't able to do that with their parents because they don't feel like they want to. So I'm able to come from a different angle and say, Hey, I live this life. I, I, I know what you're going through and this is what the direction you should go because I know what is on the other end of these decisions that you make and these college decisions and whatever. So that's the separation between those that want to be great use the resources or those that want to be good or average. And then they figure out, Hey, why did I go to the greatness spot? You know, taking you know advantage of your resources and the coaches are resources. What I really enjoyed. And I, again, I want to highlight for people to listen to is not only when you hire a coach, again, this doesn't matter if you're an adult, if you're a student athlete, whatever it may be, is you're, you're gaining expertise the other thing is you have to make sure that coach aligns to your values. So first you've got to know who you are and what your, yeah. what values are important to you. And then the last thing, and this is specifically for parents, but again, I think adults could take this as well is that coach comes in as a third party resource that yeah. most people will listen to and give more credit to because they're not as emotionally connected and involved as a parent. And so you said this early on in the, the episode is that, you know, a lot of times you're saying the exact same things that the parents are saying. And then yep. the young person's going, can you believe what coach just told me? And I urge parents that when you hear that statement, don't say, well, I've been saying that all along. Just let it, let it lie. Let it sink in. It does. Does it matter where they learn it from? So put your ego in check and just allow the young person to be excited that he actually heard, listen, is going to apply what you said, coach, even though it's something the parents probably been saying for five or six years. Yep. You hit on the nail, man. You hit it yep. on the nail. So again, being respectful of your time, um, what's a parting message you'd you like to leave the audience today? Just keep Christ first. I, I feel like, you know, everybody's missing the real point in this life. And, and, and by doing that, you have purpose. And I feel like if you have purpose, you have something to live for, which you can achieve greatness. And, you know, my purpose for my life is, you know, obviously giving my life to Christ and living through, you know, his will to get these kids, you know, lined up. But I, I challenge everybody listening, you know, find your purpose. Your purpose obviously should be a better Christian and, and, and giving that, getting that relationship with the Lord. But, at the same time, you know, you have purpose on this this earth to really make impact. You know, what's the point of waking up every single day, getting one day closer to your death and not having any purpose in life? Like we all are going to die. We have to understand that. So why are we just literally every single day you wake up, it is one day closer to your death. That's what we're doing every day. We're getting closer to our last day. So you have a chance to make impact. Why not make a lasting impact? Because at the end of the day, you're expanding the kingdom of God by doing that. So live in your purpose with purpose on purpose and have a purpose. That way you can continue to live your life achieving greatness. And that's really the only way to do it. I can't say it any better. So how can people find and follow you on social media, web, all those things? Yeah. So you can follow my social medias. My Instagram and my Twitter are the same. It's my first and last name. So it's at Baylin Trujillo, B-A-Y-L-I-N-T-R-U-J-I-L-L-O with no space. 
That's again, my uh, personal Instagram and my Twitter account. I'm very active on Twitter. Uh, athletes, if you're listening to your parents, make sure your kids have Twitter accounts. That's really the, the best way to market kids in the space of recruiting. It do, Instagram doesn't matter. Facebook doesn't matter. It's about Twitter because that can be on a national scale. So I encourage all the quarterbacks I train and, and all the athletes that I get in contact with, I mean, as early as even 10 to 12. I know it's shocking for parents, but you got to start marketing your kids early because the way the portal is now, your kids will get lost in the shuffle as they get older. So you want to market yourselves now so that they're already known on a national schedule who these kids are. Um, and it's easier for the quarterback position because they get they get highlights every single game from their youth football But um, because they touch the ball every play. But at the end of the day, it's about marketing yourself, and that's really the only way to get out there in front of these recruiters. So uh, those are my Twitter and my Instagram. I also have an Instagram quarterback page. It's Be True Quarterback Training or Be True QB Training. Uh, no spaces there. You can find my quarterback page, and I market all my quarterbacks on that as well. And that's another advantage for having a coach. They're able to market your players on different social media platforms that these coaches are already following. So, again, again, more about marketing and networking and, and connections. So that's where you can find me there. And then I have a website, uh, www.baylintrujillo.com. That's where you can see where my camps are, my training schedules, you know, my YouTube, my, my videos on workouts, really everything that I can apply to you guys, you can find on my website. So check that out anytime. Update it weekly, every Sunday by one o'clock, my training schedule. And then obviously my camp schedule's on there. It stays on there whenever I do camp. So that's where you can find me. Um, and I always respond to DMs. It might take a little bit because I got a lot. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm very big on communication and networking. And if I can help you in any way or any of the listeners anyway, uh, please feel free to reach out. And I'm there for you. Yep. Everybody, I'll have all that information in the show notes. So that way you don't have to try to get a pin out real quick. I'll have active links in there so you can go and find and follow him. Um, and so coach, I really appreciate, hang out one second. I really appreciate the time that you gave me this morning. So everybody have a great day.